welcome to the Amateur Podcast. My name is Ryan O'Connor, and today I'm talking to George Awad. George is a ling linguistics student in Montreal who speaks 19 different languages, most of which he taught himself for the passion of connecting with other cultures and human beings. So today he's going to talk to us about how he learns languages and how we can teach ourselves a language as well. So George, thanks so much for joining me today. My pleasure. So yeah, first, uh, tell us about some of the work you're doing right now with endangered languages and revitalizing these endangered languages. Yes. So, um, well, in university during my bachelor's, which I just completed, I, Congratulations. Um, I did, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you. I, I did an internship with a professor to, um, to work on, uh, documenting, um, a language from the Mayan family, so a Mayan language called Chur, and uh, we worked with a native speaker together to uh, get some, voca some vocabulary, make a little dictionary, uh, write out some grammar rules, and then I made a little uh, research paper on the topic for my internship uh, for one of my classes. And on top of that, uh, besides my studies, I, I also uh, do some volunteering work on the side to um, to help uh, preserve and revitalize uh, some languages that are uh, that are in danger or or very threatened or vulnerable of becoming uh, extinct, so uh, I and other people are working to uh, provide resources to, for teaching those languages and making communities who speak those languages able to transmit them to future generations. So that's uh, some of the work I do, uh, other other than uh, you know learning languages myself, learning to speak them myself. And yeah, and I'm I'm heading off to to do a, a master's degree really soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's amazing, and you're and you sounds like you're doing so much great work with uh, the the preservation of endangered languages, which I feel is so important um, because yes. a lot of these languages, I, I I feel like they're they've been suppressed by issues like colonialism and, and whatnot. Um, so I think That's it's true. It's very important work. Um, how did you first get into that? What what um, attracted you to this work? Well, my passion for learning languages in general was definitely a big factor in attracting me to that because I I really love the, all the different accents and sounds and grammars and rules of all those different languages that are so different around the world because uh, I personally love diversity. So mm -hmm. when you look at languages, there's a lot of diversity involved in it, of course. Yeah. And so this was really attractive to me. And uh, then uh, in some of my linguistics classes, we learned about this issue of endangered languages mm -hmm. and what it would mean not only for scientific research in linguistics, which would uh, have a lot less information, but also for all those like past histories and uh, cultures that are like sometimes thousands of years old like really old yeah. that that might just disappear from one day to the other just because of uh, as you said uh, oppression from colonialism and many other different factors like social pressure and things like that um so that's why i wanted to get involved in that and i started to contact people and uh, what can i do with you how can i help you with this project and slowly but surely i'm getting there and i'm learning with experience <laughs> and yeah it's it's really cool that's awesome it's it's amazing how we don't often think about it or realize how deeply connected language and culture is right and and if a language mm -hmm. goes away there's so much culture and and history lost with that right 
Um, so that's, yeah, that's great that you got into that. How did you first get into learning languages? Is that something that you've always been interested in? I would say, yeah, always uh, for as long as I can remember Mm -hmm. because, um, so basically when I was a very, very little kid, like, uh, maybe two, three years old, I was, uh, I was already interested in uh, in reading, so I started reading very early. According to my parents, I, I was really good at French and really interested in my own native language. Later on, I learned uh, Arabic and English because uh, Arabic is my heritage language for my family, mm-hmm. uh, and English at school because uh, we have to learn it in school in Montreal. Yep. Um, so I had three languages under my belt, and I really enjoyed learning learning Arabic and English on top of French. I was really mm-hmm. good at them. Mm-hmm. Um, but learning foreign languages, like those that didn't have, uh, didn't necessarily have anything to do with me, that came a little bit later, maybe when I was nine or 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, um, there was an event at school where uh, some, where uh, we had an improv event where one of the teachers said, hey, like each students who speak different languages come together and you're each gonna debate <laughs> in a different language wow. so that no one will understand each other. And that was really funny. Yeah. And I found it so beautiful. And I wanted to understand, like, what are they saying? Like, it's so cool <laughs> how they're speaking. And then I went home and I start, and I like, I was starting to get used to using a computer because I was yeah. quite young, right? Mm-hmm. So my parents helped me with like, looking for resources online and uh, uh, learning, learning that way. Mm-hmm. And then I started, uh, you know, gradually over time, adding more and more Mandarin, Spanish, and etc. Until mm-hmm. uh, until the present day when I'm sitting with you right now. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's a really cool story. And um, kudos yeah. to your teacher for doing that exercise. That sounds like it, yeah. it was a really fun uh, thing yeah. to do in class. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So how did you choose what languages to learn? Uh, obviously, the first two um, languages that you learn on top of your native language are because of you, you in school and your heritage. But after that, yeah. how do you decide what, what languages to add? Well, I did some exploring and uh, I know that for one thing, uh, for a long time, I've been fascinated by uh, just looking at, you know, Chinese writing and Chinese characters, how we write, you know, with uh, those characters of ink, like, uh, how they look so beautiful. Yeah. Um, so I was always interested in like uh, knowing what they meant because they looked really attractive to me and like you know beautiful paintings and drawings of things yeah so i wanted to learn how to how they were read and so i went online and uh, i came across google translate mm-hmm. for the first time and then i clicked on chinese and then i typed in some words and i and then i re- i looked at the characters and tried to listen to the audio of how to pronounce them yeah and i was like oh that's so cool i i, I want to learn to speak chinese and also to read chinese and so i started doing that i think it, w- it was one of my first ones and it's also right now one of my most fluent ones yeah. today um cool. because of that hmm. so um uh, that was uh one of my first ones i think the other the other one i was doing at, at about the same time was spanish because mm-hmm. uh you know it was another one that i was able to find lots of resources for yep. when i looked up so i just started with these two and then uh when i went on i just looked at okay so who do i know at school that speaks a different language like okay. maybe I have a friend maybe who's of, um, I don't know, Algerian origin who speaks uh, what we call Kabyle, which is a, an indigenous language from uh, Algeria and Morocco and, you know, yeah. uh, 
yeah from the from the berbers yeah uh, and also i have another friend who's uh, i don't know italian who speaks italian mm-hmm. maybe i can use those people as a way to you know help me you know not only find which languages to learn but also like um have someone to practice with and have a way of practicing and getting better so i used i talked with some friends and uh, they taught me some words and then I tried to go online to continue on my own mm-hmm. and then I kind of surprised them by writing them my own sentences that they didn't they didn't <laughs> know I knew because like I looked them up uh-huh. and <laughs> and so that made them really pleasantly surprised and that told me that hey like when you're learning someone else's language it makes them it it um, it's touching for them because it's yeah. like a a way to make a connection with them and it's always uh they always feel really happy and pleasantly surprised that that someone else would want to learn their language and so we we were always able to develop our friendships better uh through those means so that's that's really cool yeah that's a cool point and i think a lot of people when they start learning languages for the first time they're a little bit hesitant to communicate with native speakers because they feel uh, maybe a little bit embarrassed about using, uh, making mistakes and, and, uh, and things like that. So, yeah. um, how do you get over those initial insecurities and start communicating with, uh, a people using a new language? Yeah, that that's completely normal. And yeah. even for me, it, it, it's completely normal to, to feel a bit, uh, shy or, or scared to start speaking because, uh, for many reasons, like you may. You may not you may not be sure uh you may be afraid of making a mistake and the person won't understand you or maybe they might think you have a funny accent yeah, and, yeah. or what, whatever it is like uh, or even like um in my case i think i was shy because i <laughs> i'm a bit like modest and i was like if i say a word uh like they they, they all the attention might get on me and like yeah. <laughs> it might like so, so that's it's normal to be, to be shy about that. Uh-huh. So um, I would say to overcome that, I think um, if you're afraid of making mistakes, it's really important to understand that uh, making mistakes is unavoidable when you're learning a new language. Mm-hmm. Because um, and honestly, even when you're learning anything in general, not yeah, just languages, no, absolutely, because yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's yeah, normal. Like yeah. like it's uh, unavoidable. The only as way you to say, make yeah, progress, yeah. yeah the only way to make significant progress is if you make mistakes and you learn from them and then you continue on and on and on and you make many mistakes you fall and then you get back up and you continue because if you if no one ever tells you or if you never make mistakes then you won't learn really you'll just do the same thing again and again and you but it's only when you do something wrong that you'll learn to change your ways and like become better so that's why it's really important to make them i think and also understand that um you know, when you make mistakes, no one is gonna like laugh at you. Well, not not in the not in the mean way. I mean, like they won't laugh at you to make fun of you. Like they sometimes, if you say something that sound like if you say you wanted to say a word, but it sounded like another word because you mispronounced something. Yeah. Like the situation might be funny, but it's not because of laughing at you. It's yeah. because of laughing at the situation yeah. and like just having a fun time you know with with your friends yeah so uh like i i've never come across a single person in in all of my languages in all of those years of my life i've never come across anyone who was like mad at me or like was laughing at me or making fun Mm -hmm. of me for learning a new language like Mm -hmm. they were always really happy like all of them 
And they were always really happy to help as well. Not just happy about the situation, but happy to offer help. Mm -hmm. So I really think it's about like coming to that realization that, you know, um, nothing bad is going to happen. You know, you're just going to get better and better. And uh, you're going to uh, focus on your experience of uh, like making new friends and like the journey of the fun of learning a language yeah. and not on whether you're perfect or not, or whether you're doing well or not. You're, 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 you're going to do better and better. Like you'll never be perfect anyway. So you're always going to be able to do better all the time. So just enjoy the moment right here, right now, as you learn. That's such great advice. I think, uh, it's yeah. so important yeah, to just enjoy the moment, enjoy the, the journey and be willing to yeah. make mistakes and, and look silly. It's okay if you look silly and, and people laugh mm -hmm. about it. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, very important. Such great advice. Um, yeah. I just want to take a step back here and, uh, listeners might be interested to know exactly which languages you speak. So we've talked about how you, your French is your first language. Then you learned English, Arabic, Mandarin, Spanish. So we're at five now. What are the other languages that you speak? Um, I also speak um, Italian, Portuguese, uh, German, Dutch, Swedish. And now I'm listing them by families to make yep. it easier. Yep. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, also uh, Esperanto. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we said Chinese. Okay, so Japanese, Korean. Um, I also speak Russian, Hebrew. Um, did I say Romanian? I, think. I, don't, I don't think so. No, no. Okay. Yeah. R Romanian. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I'm forgetting. Okay. Um, I think I saw Georgian, oh, yeah. Georgian, yeah. Georgian, Ar yeah. Georgian Armenian. Yeah. And also I'm learning uh, Syrian Aramaic and, uh, uh, which, which, which I studied in, yeah. in high school at my high school in the university. Yeah. I can also, uh, I can also speak it a little bit. I'm learning it and, uh, Coptic, which I'm also learning and, a few others. Wow, that's <laughs> amazing. Sami, yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Um, there are some indigenous languages in it too. Yeah. That I'm learning. Wow. Yeah. So you, you're just learning as many languages possible at, at the same time. Does that does that become overwhelming at all when you're learning so many oh. languages at once? Well, okay. I'm not learning. I'm not learning like all of them yeah, okay. at the same time right yeah. now. Of course. I'm, <laughs> I mean, as I told you, it's, uh, I've been learning since I was like nine yeah, yeah, years of course, old. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's, it, it was a long time. Like yeah. I, I gradually added them uh, yeah. one by one or sometimes like two by two, yeah. but like not all at the same okay. time. So right now I'm focusing on, you know, one, uh, one or two okay. that I'm learning right, 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 right now. But, and the others I'm just maintaining uh, over time. Yeah. But uh, no, like it's just, it's, it's not really overwhelming for me yeah. because uh, first of all, I'm doing this uh, out of love and passion. Yeah. So it doesn't feel like I'm working when yeah. I'm doing it. And also I'm not learning all of them at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, uh, <laughs> you know, a little bit of time over many years. <laughs> and so that's how, yeah. Um, yeah. that's how it, it comes about. You know, it's like the, the result of um, like when you take a break and then another break and another break, it's going to make a wall after some time. For right. Sure. Yeah. So it's, it's like that. Yeah. <laughs> brick yeah. by brick. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, no, that makes a lot of sense. Um, are there any languages that you found were more difficult and that took a longer time to learn and then others that were, um, I don't want to say easier, but maybe you learn them very quickly. Yes. So, um, I, I like how, I like how you said, I don't want to say easier because, yeah. uh, I think, 
whether a language is easy or hard really depends on each person's point of view and each person's uh, mother tongue from which they start when they learn. So, yeah. of course, there's no like objectively easier or hard. Yeah. Um, so that's good. Um, for me, I think I would say Georgian was uh, quite a challenge for me because uh, Georgian grammar is uh, quite unlike any other language I had ever seen uh, before I started learning it. Mm -hmm. It's it's very, very different. It's uh, it's not even in the wide Indo-European language family. Like yeah. it's, uh, it's from the Caucasus, uh -huh. the mountains in the Caucasus uh -huh. in a country called Georgia. Yeah. So uh, it's uh, it's quite different. And uh, I, I have a friend, uh, one of my closest friends who lives in Georgia uh, that I was practicing with. So I got the chance to get better because of that. Yeah. But it's uh, it's quite a challenge, I think, like a, a lot of things. Uh, I think it's because of uh, the distance between the, the structure of that language and my own that yeah. made it harder for me. Right. I would say also Mandarin was uh, quite difficult, uh -huh. um, but more more in the advanced levels okay because uh, actually i'll say something so um for me mandarin was extremely easy to learn when i started learning it like in the beginning stage but then as i learned more and more and got more advanced it started to become like oh my god am i ever gonna <laughs> be able to speak this like uh -huh. it's it's so <laughs> uh, it i think it becomes hard when you get advanced but it's super easy when you start because yeah. in mandarin there's no there's no conjugation there's no uh no plural marking uh, other than maybe one little thing for human beings and that's it uh -huh. no conjugation no no past tense no nothing uh -huh. so that makes it seem really easy at first but then it's harder when you advance and i think um and i like to compare it with japanese because japanese is like the opposite oh, yeah? it's hard when you just start but it gets easier as you go because you start to notice a lot of patterns yeah so that's something that I like to say. Like, I think these two were quite hard for me as well. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, ro romance languages that uh, maybe, I think especially especially Italian and maybe Spanish too. Yeah. I think those were quite easy and Esperanto as well. Yeah. Um, I think those were quite easy for me because they're very similar to French. Yeah. And uh, even like if you speak French natively and, uh, and you read a, a text in Italian, we're usually able to understand maybe 80% or, or, or so of the text just by knowing French, yeah. uh, even if we can't speak it. So that gives us a, a pretty, you know, quite a head start. I would say that's it, the, the, the easiest and the, the hardest ones for me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm curious about the point at which you think uh, you, you personally say I can speak Air, um, Mandarin or I can speak Georgian or whatever um, because mm -hmm. that's that's a tricky thing to pinpoint for a lot of people um, yeah what, what what at what point do you s begin to say I speak and then the language yeah I think this is gonna vary a lot depending on the person yeah, yeah. because each person has a different reason for learning a language yep. so it really depends like I mean if uh, if you're learning a language uh, to become a professional translator, then it's really, really yeah. important to have a, a strict way of measuring your level and like uh, having really, really, really strict, uh, strict high, really high fluency in uh, in uh, writing and speaking the language, not making mistakes at all or anything. But there are other people who are learning languages just for for the pleasure of uh, getting in contact with a new culture, and I think for those people, like even if they 
sometimes make mistakes or are not perfect in their grammar, I think even those people could say that they speak the language because they're able to use it for means of communication with people. Yeah. And as long as people understand them and they're able to hold the, you know, ask for anything they want when they go to the country or hold a conversation or anything like that, uh, then I would say they, they're fluent in, in that area of life, which they need for themselves. Yeah. Um, so I think it's, it's important to note that because um, a lot of people uh, that I've come across, when I tell them, oh, I speak X, X, Y, Z language, uh, they ask me, oh, so you know all the words. Like, <laughs> that's impossible, do you even right? Know all, do, yeah. do you even know all the words in your own language? No, like, nobody in, does. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, so it's um, it, it's all about like what what you need the language for. So, uh, no, like uh, uh, a lot of people think that they have to yeah. know all the words, and like so they think, oh, it's so intimidating. I'll never be fluent. But yeah. no, like you don't have to have such high standards. I think as long as you're, you know, uh, you're able to communicate, whether you make mistakes or not, like as long as you make yourself understood, then you're fluent in the language. And then maybe you might add some more standards if you're like a translator or you need it for your yeah. profession. Yeah. But otherwise, just have fun and just enjoy yeah. learning more and more all, every time. Yeah. For me, I say I speak them if I like I talk to my friends and I I'm able to hold a conversation regardless of whether I uh, make mistakes because I do. Right. Like yeah. not, I mean, not, not a whole lot. Like I, I, I got a lot, a lot better than I used to be, mm -hmm. but, but still uh, sometimes things can slip out sometimes, which is normal. I don't say I don't speak the language just because I make a small mistake here and there. That's normal. So yeah, of course uh, I think it's important to understand, understand that. Yeah. And I think uh, what one thing I try to stress uh, with my students uh, when I'm teaching languages um, is you never stop learning. You're always going to continue learning. Yes. Even your native language, I'm always learning new English words all the time and correcting my spelling thanks to spell check and, and everything. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's important to remember. Um, so how how long does it take you to get to a point where you can hold a conversation and communicate with people and be understood in a language? I'm maybe hard to obviously count the number of hours, but roughly, you know, how long does it take for you to learn a language? <laughs> for this, we're going to come back to your question about like, which one is harder or easier? Cause yeah. that's really relevant for this question. Right, right. Um, yeah. Like for example, uh, learning romance languages. So languages that come that, have latin as their ancestor as, yep. as you may know yep. um like french italian spanish portuguese and others like that uh, romanian too uh romanian took a little bit longer to learn for me but uh, i would say spanish portuguese and italian came quite quickly i think uh, it maybe maybe in the space of a, a couple months maybe four or five months i became able to be conversational in those languages because of their uh, big similarities with French. Yeah, uh, that gave me an advantage. I think the only hurdle with that was that with Romance languages, um, since they're so similar to each other, sometimes I would confuse them together. Like for example, sometimes I try to speak Portuguese and I would put in some Spanish words <laughs> by but by accident. Yeah. By accident, uh -huh. <laughs> I would say some <laughs> accidentally say Spanish words while speaking Portuguese or like uh, say some Italian words while speaking Spanish. Uh, that would happen sometimes. Yeah. But uh, th so that's the only disadvantage. Uh -huh. But the advantage is that it takes 
less long because it's similar to my own. But now I don't confuse them anymore because of, you know, a, a lot of uh, practice. Yeah. So that's good. Others that took longer, I would say Mandarin. I think Mandarin in Japanese took me maybe a, a year and a half or something, I think, okay. uh, to be to be able to hold a, like an entire conversation without too, without without like hesitating too much or without making like without making any basic mistakes at all. Yeah. Uh, only like really advanced ones, I guess. Yeah. Other languages, I think maybe um, I would say maybe a, a year and a half or so. So that's the average. Uh, or, no, 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 not the average. <laughs> no, I think that... I think maybe I think maybe two or three years was like the maximum okay. that it took me. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, uh, it took me like between between three months and two years, maybe all of them took between between these two time okay. time slots, I would say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, how roughly how many hours per week do you spend, uh, with languages, um, with the language, like, let's say you're learning a language and you've identified that as your goal, say you're learning Japanese and and you want to reach fluency in Japanese. How many hours per week do you typically devote to, to learning that language roughly? So, okay. Uh, I think, um, that actually depends on uh, you know how busy my week is. I think, yeah, of uh, course. Uh, uh, and uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'll 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 talk about a, I'll speak for a typical you know week of work, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so um, I think the on those days that I have to you know go to school and take the bus and everything, yeah. uh, I would say I spend maybe um, maybe like. A, two hours i think because uh usually i take the well before the pandemic i used to take the bus a lot yeah. so uh I, I would use my bus time to learn languages so that counts in my hours uh, maybe like an hour or so on the bus yeah. and then uh when coming back in the evening after my my you know homework and yeah. uh school work i would do another 30 minutes to an hour so uh yeah maybe an hour and a half to two hours a day, I would say, okay. uh, on, on those busier days, uh, and then uh, maybe on uh, on weekends when uh, you know when we were home and I had some free time, I would maybe maybe I would take a little bit longer sometimes. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So uh, it really depends. I would say maybe on average, on average maybe an hour and a half or two uh, a day. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. 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 Wow. Um, that's really cool. And I yeah. mean, that's, that's not a super, um, what's the right word I'm looking for here. It's not super, a super demanding amount of time, is it? It's an hour or two a day is, is something I think most people can, can fit into their schedules. Um, so that's good. Yeah, that's I great to so. hear. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so how do you learn a new language? Take us through the steps involved. How do you start out? And then, and then what do you do during your study time and, and your practice time? I always start by being on my own because, um, I think it's good to, for any person, something I would recommend is, uh, start when you're at the beginning stage of learning any language, like start on your own. Yep. Uh, because it's kind of like, you know, you know, when you're practicing soccer at first, you start with practicing kicking the ball around cones and not around real people and then when you get better then you start using real people to uh you know kick the ball or dribble the ball for basketball or things like that yeah so it's kind of similar what i do is like i do things on my own when i when i just start like uh my first step in any language is always to um uh 
learn the pronunciation and the alphabet mm -hmm. because uh, I think it's really important to know not to have a perfect accent like a native speaker, yeah. but to be just to pronounce well, like yeah. right, to yeah. pronounce in a way that you can be understood. Mm -hmm. So, uh, like, I just learned the alphabet and the pronunciation. That's always my first step. Mm -hmm. um, and then that gives me a solid foundation to be able to say, to pronounce any new word I come across yeah. with those sounds as building blocks. Mm -hmm. And then uh, after that, I move on to learning some things that I'm sure, 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 sure I'm going to use. Yeah. Like, for example, I'm definitely going to say hi to my friends yeah. or say hello to a person. Yeah. I have to learn how to say hi and hello. Or, you know, I like, I mean, I like to express my gratitude and I think it's important to do so. So yeah. I learned how to say thank you. Yeah. Or uh, so like those are the things I learned first, the things that that like I know I always say in my own language. So I'm going to say them in my other language for sure. Yeah. So I learned those and then I gradually start to build up some new vocabulary and also some uh, like one grammar rule at a time. Yeah. Like, for example, if I learn a word, Let's say I learned how to say um, uh, spoon. Mm -hmm. I learned how to say the word spoon. I always come up with uh, example sentences uh, where I'm going to use it. Yeah. Like, for example, if I make myself some tea and I'm stirring it with a spoon, well, I learned the pronoun I mm -hmm. and the verb stir. I say, like, how do you conjugate this verb? Like, I stir. How mm -hmm. do you say that? And as I'm doing it, I'm saying it to put myself in the habit of thinking in the language and using it like mm -hmm. as I'm going through my daily activities. Mm -hmm. Okay, I stir my tea, for example. <laughs> and so that way I learned the, oh, sorry, with, stir my tea with a spoon. And then when I finish, do, when I, as soon as I do this on my own, then I feel like, okay, now I'm able to say a whole sentence. Like even if it's a really basic one, mm -hmm. I'm gonna like say, I learned how to say hi. I'm going to say hi to my friend by texting them and then tell them, how are you? And then they're like, oh, wow, you, you know that language. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. And then, yeah, I'm fine. Thank you. And you. Uh -huh. And then uh, I reply back and they're like, oh, my God. So you don't just just know hi and thank you that you looked up on Google Translate. Yeah, you, you actually know words like that you're using. And <laughs> it was really funny. So, yeah, yeah so, <laughs> yeah, so. That's uh, that's how I do it. And then, uh, you know, another step is like, as you learn with your friends, uh, your friends will start using a lot of new words. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's a really great opportunity because like sometimes even I myself have this problem. Like, I don't know like which order sh I should learn them in. Like, yeah. should I learn like names of fruits and then yeah. names of body parts mm -hmm. or like the other way around or what's the order, right? Yeah. So. I just learn whatever my friend like says to me on their on their while texting, and like if there's a word I don't know, I add it to my vocab list and like, oh, what does that mean? Oh, that it means that, or oh, it's an expression that we use often, like mm -hmm. uh, a, 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 an idiomatic expression or like something we use like when we want to say like, oh, that's awesome, and so I write that down, and I like build up my knowledge and my foundation, and uh, I. I then pr have like sessions on Skype or, or even Zoom like right now to practice speaking those languages in real life if I can't go meet them in person mm -hmm. uh, like, like like that's the case right now, unfortunately. Um, so, uh, yeah, so there's all those tools 
uh, that I use. And sometimes those people even live in other countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's even more helpful to have technology to help us with that, to yeah. talk from a distance. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I like your approach, how it integrates your daily life and, and you start to think in that language and, and like I'm stirring the tea with a spoon right now and that incorporates so much learning. It's grammar, it's vocabulary, um, it's everything. And I think that's a, a wonderful approach. Um, you mentioned keeping a vocab list. Do you use like an app in your phone in particular or do you write it down on a piece of paper? Are you old fashioned or are you, um, <laughs> are you tech savvy? How do you do that? So when I, when I first started learning, I was quite young. So yep. I, I wasn't super tech savvy. I, uh, I, I got used to the computer more over time, but when I first started, I, I used a, a, a notepad and a notebook where I wrote my words. Yeah. But then as I, you know, got used to tech, uh, to technology and like, uh, started using apps and um, like word documents and things like that or yep. maybe one note documents yep. then i started using like a combination of both mm-hmm. but i think especially what i did the most was not only write them but also say them as i write them oh, okay because i'm more of an uh, auditive person mm-hmm. i learn really well when things are being said to me and when i say them back yeah uh, <laughs> i don't know why but i'm like that um so uh I'm the, I'm, I'm the opposite. It, I need to, I need to see it. So I, yeah, but I think speaking and seeing it at the same time is probably a, a good, a, a good strategy. I think so because yeah. it incorporates both visual and auditive yeah, input. Exactly. So I think yeah. it's a really good strategy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I, so if I don't write them, because sometimes I have some apps that already have the list on their, on the app, so I don't need to write them again. Yeah. Uh, so if I don't write them, then I, but I, I always, 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 regardless of what I do, I always say them out loud mm-hmm. and make up a sentence where I'm going to use it. And then that makes me, I think that that's a good preparation for me because then when I say that, not always that same sentence, but like a really similar sentence with other people, it comes out a bit more naturally, uh, not perfectly, but still a bit more naturally than it, than it would have otherwise because you've already practiced getting your ear used to saying yeah, it and yeah. hearing it. So it, it comes out more easily, I think. Yeah. Um, Excellent yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious about how you find practice partners because that seems to be a major part of your language learning strategy as well. And I think that's that's an important part of learning a language as well, right? At some point, yeah. you want to stop playing soccer with the cones and you want to <laughs> replace those cones with real people, right? And a yes, goalie yes. Um, to make it a little bit yeah. more challenging and, and fun. Um, yeah, exactly. You clearly, you have you have a lot of friends that speak um, multiple languages. And I think, um, you know, living in Canada, we, we have lots of people around us that, that are from different cultures and speak different languages. And, and I think that's yes. one of the benefits of living in cities like yourself, Montreal, and where I'm at. Or uh, Toronto. Here in Toronto. Yeah, exactly. Um, if you don't have any friends that or people that you know that speak the language, uh, are you able to find people to practice? practice with? I think for me, um, in my case, I was quite lucky because uh, actually when I was in ninth grade, I took part in a Mandarin speech competition mm-hmm. uh, where I won first place because uh, it was um, it was like the the preliminary stage in uh, in Quebec to select the participants who would go to China and do the final competition. So um, I won first place in that local uh, Mandarin speech event where you had to write a speech in Mandarin and then say it in front of an audience mm-hmm. and also make a cultural 
Chinese cultural performance. Uh, and then so I was selected to go into a, into the team that would go to China. And uh, when I went there, I met all the teams from all the other countries. Uh, I'm That's where I, I met my Georgian friend who lives in Georgia. Mm -hmm. I met him in China for the competition. <laughs> <laughs> so a Canadian meeting a Georgian in China. And then and then I started learning Georgian with him because he was one of my closest friends. Um, wow. <laughs> Sounds like an yeah. amazing experience. Yes. And also I, I met some Swedish people, oh, yeah. some... Uh, I learned Swedish with them. Cool. I I met uh, people from Fiji, wow. uh, Japan, uh, South Korea, even from Africa, African countries, even. Wow. So it's it was really awesome, like to meet all those different mm -hmm. different people, and some of them I even remain in contact with to the to the present day. Wow. And uh, I, some of them, some of whom I also practice my languages with. Uh, when when that happens, that they speak a different language. So yeah, cool. Yeah, that sounds like an amazing opportunity, and I think. Oh. Uh... Yes, I'm sorry. I I wanted to add something yeah, too. Go ahead. Um, yeah. Um, also, um, I think uh, I think right now, um, it, you know, if you're if you don't get that opportunity to travel to like a, an international event or something, yeah. like there's always uh, Facebook groups yeah. or platforms. Uh, I uh, I personally really like italki. Mm -hmm. Or, uh, you know, like all those uh, online platforms where you can join the group and meet people and uh, write to them and decide that you want to learn, you'd like to learn a language with them, whether they're they're a certified teacher or not. Yep. Uh, with italki, it's certified teachers. Mm -hmm. On other platforms, like if it's a Facebook group or a, a group on any other social media or, you know, other platforms uh, or apps, then those people may or may not be teachers, but they're, they're always really good resources to speak with someone. Yeah. So uh, it's really easy nowadays with technology to find people. Don't be afraid and don't be shy to find someone in those groups of people who are already by default interested in languages. Otherwise, why would they be in those groups? Yeah. And so find people there and talk to them and learn with them, right? Yeah. Uh, they're going to be really really happy to, to help you yeah definitely there's yeah. there's people out there that that want to talk and want to and that are like you say they're they're interested in learning languages lots of people out there are, yeah. are really passionate about it and and it's it's a yeah. hobby for a lot of people yeah um mm -hmm. yeah it sounds like uh so a lot of people view language learning as a chore and maybe this is the fault of our education system and that you know they make us sit down and conjugate verbs over and over again this this yeah. is how i remember learning french in uh in, in <laughs> elementary school but uh yeah. um, anyways yeah um so a lot of people approach language learning and they think of it as a chore like something i have to do i guess that that comes with having to study feeling like you have to study verbs and and grammar and whatnot. Yes. Um, yes. And it sounds like your approach is a little bit more fun than that. I'm, yeah. I'm curious if if you find find just you purposely find ways of making language learning fun. Uh, of course, of course. And actually, I'll, I'll I'll tell you something. You just said that you learned French in elementary school, yep. right? Yep. So uh, that's like the opposite of Quebec, I suppose, because yep. like you know, yep. Ontario is more anglophone, so yep. French comes second. Yep. But for us in Quebec, it's English that comes second, and we also learn English at a young age, but in but in elementary school as a second language. Yep. So uh, yeah, but then a lot. I think that a lot more Quebecers are 
are fluent in English than Ontarians are fluent in French. Uh, that's a thing that I notice. Yeah. And I think I think one of the reasons is that um, a lot of really fun and entertaining media around us and also in the world in general, a lot of it is in English. Yep. Because even us, even for us, when we go to English classes, not all of us find English classes super fun because as you said, it's always like, memorizing by heart a list yeah, of irregular yeah, verbs exactly. like uh, yeah. find found find found yeah. uh, i don't know see saw seen yeah. like you have to memorize the whole list by heart and yeah. like some people find it boring and like it's a paper conjugation you know yeah. just just like you said yeah. but i think the reason why um i personally and also a lot of other people became a lot better at english later in life yeah. was because they 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 found a relevance for it in their lives like uh, like they they for example they a lot of the video games they play are in english like yep. if they play call of call of duty yep. call of duty is in english yep. or like if they watch uh ellen the ellen show on tv which is in english or yep. whatever they love to watch which is in english it's really easy for them to find that and to like listen a lot and make it make their learning fun for them mm -hmm. and so because for them it's fun that's how they learn most of their English. I would say even even in my own case, like most of the English I learned, how I became really fluent came from outside class. Like, yes, I learned a lot of things in class, but it didn't make me like super fluent. It just made me, okay, I know words, but yeah. can I speak? Not so much yet. But like when I started playing video games, watching yeah. TV in English, reading books too, yeah. uh, that helped a lot for me to develop my English mm -hmm. uh, other, outside of class. And that's the experience of a lot of people. But mm -hmm. like in Ontario, I I mean, I don't know. I, I haven't heard of a lot of people doing the same thing with French. I think if they did, they would become a lot better at French and they would find it more fun too, mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. And that's um, something that's important. It's really important to find it, it fun. Yeah. Because if you don't find it fun, it's really difficult and uh, really, really tedious to learn a a new language yeah so yeah yeah it sounds it. it sounds like with your experience with english and a lot of people too they they connect the language learning to uh, something that that they're interested in or a hobby like you mentioned video games and and that reminded me of this this one student i had in costa rica when i was teaching english there and he spoke perfect english uh which was uh his student in grade nine which was uh so uh, surprising for, for me because the other students in, in his class, uh, you know, they, they, they could speak English, but, uh, not as fluently as him. And I asked him, so how did you learn, uh, English? Do you have like an English speaking parent or something like that? That was kind of my assumption. He said, no, I just play video, a lot of video games and, and with English speakers. So, um, speaking like on the headset or, or whatever, when he played video games enabled him to, um, learn to speak English really, really well, which uh, is amazing. So I think f finding a way to connect it to an interest or a hobby is great advice. And yeah. I know, yeah, you, you mentioned Ontarians uh, not not being really good at learning French, and I completely agree with you. And I think what part of the reason there is, yeah, um, it's a bit of laziness, and it's a it's a bit of just having so much available media in English and interest and always being exposed to media in English and, and not, uh, maybe going out and looking for French media that, uh, one is interested in. Um, but some, there, there are some things you can do like, um, 
I've heard people, for example, watching The Simpsons dubbed in French or, or yeah. whatever language they want to yeah. learn Spanish. Um, so, so there are things you can do. I, I think it's just a of matter course. of looking for opportunities, right? And looking yeah. for ways to connect with that language. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you have any other tips or tricks or hacks or advice for people who want to learn a language? I think what I notice in a lot of people is that I always, not always, but I often find two types of people mm -hmm. uh, which are in like both in like two extremes. The type of person that doesn't want, wants to do zero grammar, zero, like zero, zero thing that looks like studying yeah. or zero yeah. grammar. And it's just like, oh, I'm just going to like speak with someone like right away and I don't yeah. care how it's conjugated. I don't care about anything. Yeah. And then the other side is like, oh, I'm going to take a, I'm going to like stand, sit straight on my chair, take a pen and like write everything down and like yeah. read it yeah. uh, until I read it until four in, in the morning and cram for the exam or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's always like really serious or really like, um, what's the word? Like really like a, flabbergasty like <laughs> no no grammar like <laughs> no gra really laissez-faire right like whatever i'll just speak whatever uh, yeah. whatever i know yeah. not bother with like conjugations and then that's the kind of person that really good at like speaking and doesn't care about making mistakes <laughs> and then on the other side um you have the really anal people that are like have to do everything perfectly right and and yes. a lot of people you're absolutely right a lot of people lean one way or the other i i tend to lean more anal which is my downfall in learning languages i think i i like want to be perfect and you know have the right conjugation the right word etc cetera, etc cetera. but that i think uh, yeah that's probably not the um, best approach i i kind of envy people that just let it let it <laughs> let it fall let it all hang out it doesn't matter how many mistakes they make right yeah, yeah. But what I wanted to say about that is that um, I think what's really good is to find the middle between these two yeah, uh, yeah. points, because, uh, you know, uh, grammar. Well, I think it's important not to not to underestimate the importance of grammar either, because yeah. grammar is important. Uh, it's just that you learn it in a fun way. It's, it's not that you ignore it and you find the fun somewhere else. It's that you take it, but you make it fun. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because absolutely. It's, it's important to have grammar. Like, uh, if you ask um, most random people, I guess, if you ask them what um, what makes up a language, what is in a language, I think a lot of people would say words. Oh, a language has words, right? Yeah. But it's not true that it's only words. Right. Yes, there are words, but not only words. And the proof for this is that would you be able to communicate effectively in a foreign language using a dictionary as your only tool? Probably and not. And like yeah. nothing else than a dictionary, yeah. would you be able to communicate? Yeah. Not really. It'd be very difficult. Right? Yeah. 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 So there, there's a lot more profound, yeah. profound layers of a language mm -hmm. than words, because words are are a bit of the like the the most superficial layer of the language. Mm -hmm. But then there are like more profound and, and deeper layers like uh, the phonology, the syntax, yeah. the grammar rules in general, the morphology. Mm -hmm. So all of those things have to be learned in order to really become fluent and, uh, and really master a new language. But I think the problem is that it's presented in a way like teachers 
some teachers present it in a, in a way that makes it kind of boring, but mm -hmm. you have to like find a way to do it, but make it fun. Yeah. So that's where the, the, the middle ground between grammar and uh, laissez-faire, as you call them, comes in, <laughs> comes in there. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> I, I think that's how it, how it happens. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So learn grammar, but make it fun yeah. and then actually apply that grammar and not just make it into a, you know, like uh like a book because yeah of course i can read a, a book about swimming all i want but if i never practice swimming yeah. in real life i'll never be able to swim even if i even if i get a hundred percent uh or like an a plus on the swimming theory exam i still won't be able to swim if i don't actually try it yeah with my body right 100 so it's the same yeah. thing with speaking yeah. a language yeah 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 absolutely 100 percent yeah so uh, a, lo a lot of people might get discouraged along the road when they're learning a language. Sometimes, as you mentioned earlier, it starts out really easy, for lack of a better word, and then it gets more difficult as you get more advanced, and some might be the opposite. But a lot of people might get discouraged when it becomes more difficult or more challenging. So how do you personally overcome those challenges when it gets really hard and maybe you're, you feel a little bit frustrated? How do you, how do you overcome that? When something like that happens, I remember uh, once I, um, well, it happened with a few different languages. Uh, so like it happened with Georgian, Mandarin, with Russian, and uh, I think once with with Romanian too. Like uh, with some of those languages, I was, um, once uh, before the pandemic, I, uh, I went to a, a Chinese friend's house to celebrate Chinese New Year with them. Mm -hmm. And they had like a lot of Chinese friends and even uh, a few relatives uh, in the home with them. So I, I spoke only only Mandarin at that time when I was there. Yeah. Um, and I think at the end of the day, like my brain, my head was hurting. Like <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, I just uh -huh. want to sleep. And like until tomorrow and never like <laughs> I, I was like, oh, my God, I'm so tired of Chinese right now. I want to sleep, <laughs> not speak it for the rest of the evening. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so. If you feel like you're not, you're, you don't have the energy to do any language, any languages on a certain day, don't feel ashamed to like, uh, you know, call it a day and, and yeah. take a break for this day and continue when you feel ready. Yeah. Because I think it's also really important to like not tire yourself out mm -hmm. because that's also another way that language can, can become not very fun mm -hmm. is if you push yourself to a point where you're burned out. Yeah. So that's really important to, to overcome challenges um i think it's really similar well another solution i think is really similar to what i said about being shy is that uh you know whenever it's hard really understand that it's completely normal for it to be hard mm -hmm. like this is something that should be expected mm -hmm. that should not be yeah even for languages that are uh considered cons or that you might think are easier for you because they're similar to yours mm -hmm. even those sometimes like you don't have to be so uh like expect them to be more difficult that's what i mean expect them to take time yeah and uh i want to add something too is that i i often see things online um like advert whether it's advertisements or youtube videos or just like pages online that talk that say some people say like oh uh i learned I learned X language in 24 hours, yeah. uh, watch this, or like, uh, you know, like they, yeah. they want to sell things like, yeah. for example, learn in just a week, learn mm -hmm. in 24 hours, mm -hmm. whatever. 
and they want to make it sensational so that it sells. Mm -hmm. But um, unfortunately, people, I think people really need to understand that this is not possible. Like yeah. you can't learn a language in one day, in a week or anything like that. It's going to take to master to to know the whole language the whole grammar and be able to hold a whole conversation about many things yeah that's not going to take one day only of course yeah and it's important for people not to get like bound or not to get um uh, i guess uh, well yeah not not to get bound by uh those sensational media online that that want to make everything come quickly uh because i think a lot of the reason why this media exists is because we we live in an era where we always want everything to come right now to be really efficient and really quick mm -hmm. so some people are exploiting this um modern will that we have to attract people into learning languages and, mm -hmm. and making it seem like there's a magical recipe but there is none uh some people say unfortunately there's none but i don't think it's unfortunate i think it's uh really good because it allows you to enjoy the journey mm -hmm. right yeah because if it if i can just if i can just swallow a pill mm -hmm. and and speak a language after swallowing it then where's the fun in yeah, learning exactly. the words and yeah. making your friends like yeah. how are you gonna have that if you just you know what i mean like, <laughs> yeah no it's like it's like the fish <laughs> yeah. in in that movie what's that the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy where you just stick the the fish in your ear and then you can all of a sudden yeah. <laughs> understand and speak yeah every language in the universe. And I thought that would be terrible. Like what, what's the fun in exactly. that? You know, like exactly. it, it just automatically <laughs> being able to take a pill and do that just seems uh, like such a cop out. Um, so yeah. I, I think, yeah, you make a great point there that you have to, yeah. you have to embrace the journey, um, yeah. embrace the challenge and, yes. and expect it and expect that. Don't expect to be able to do it in a week or a day or, or even a month. Um, yeah. it takes commitment, right? It is, it really of is course. a commitment. Yeah. Um, sure, but, yeah. but it, that's, a, that's part of the good thing, right? Because you make that commitment and then you get so much more out of it, right? Because when you learn a language, you're not just learning how to communicate with people, which you are and mm -hmm. which, which is great, but it, you're also learning another culture. You're learning another way of looking at the world and thinking. Um, so I think there's, there's so much that you get out of learning a language. Um, mm -hmm. and, and that, uh, that does require quit a commitment and that's, that's the trade-off, right? You, you sure. commit and you yeah. get a lot. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, how has language learning affected your life? Oh my God. Okay. That, that's a really, a really deep question. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, I, I think, I think learning languages, first of all, has taught me a lot about who I am as a person, mm -hmm. brought me a lot of self-awareness, mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, um, because I, I was able to make so many new friends that I would never have met otherwise without my languages. Yeah. And those connections are here to this day, even after so many years. And uh, for me, that's extremely precious because each of these people teaches me a new thing about myself, uh, about them too, but also about myself. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, it gives a sense of meaning to my life mm -hmm. because uh, not only for the human contact, of having friends and you know sharing our, our stories and our cultures and uh, our many many different interests but also like uh for me developing my own passion and like for i think i've always been like that the since i was always like mm -hmm. i've always been a person like uh, who 
who wants peace between people yeah. and who doesn't like who doesn't like it when people are like unhappy unhappy or fighting together or uh you know not understanding each other and just uh like being mean towards each other mm -hmm. it, it it's something that has always made me feel really uncomfortable yeah um and i feel like by learning new languages it's like i've i've given myself the tools to understand many new cultures and many new ways of seeing the world mm -hmm. that then make me able to uh, talk to, to the people around me about those things and show them that, you know, your own way of seeing things is um, totally valid, but it's not the only one that exists. Mm -hmm. And there are many other ways of seeing the world. And, and you know, each human being grows up with a language that uh, doesn't determine everything, of course, but like, shapes a, f a few things about how they see uh things around them and how they interpret the world around them mm -hmm. and then when you learn languages and you put all of those interpretations in your brain it makes you a person who's like so so much more open-minded and uh can just understand pretty much anyone they can come across mm -hmm. and like for me that's how i've been like uh it's more like I had the desire to understand other people and I've always, I've always wanted them to be peaceful with each other. And when I learned languages, it became more concrete, if you know mm -hmm. what I mean. It became more like a real thing that I did with people where I I became a good influence on them and I started to, to you know, give them motivation to, to either learn a new language or to like not judge someone too quickly based on the standards of your own culture or your own language. And like now I feel like I feel like I'm so much richer of a person. Mm -hmm. uh, and rich is not only about money, like rich as in I it's it's so deep, sorry. Like it's really profound and it's like it's hard to it's hard to put in words. It's like it's like I feel like my my brain and my heart are like so much more open and like I I'm I'm even more curious to learn new things th than I was as a kid, even though I really was as a kid. Mm -hmm. uh, my journey learning a language, my journey learning many languages has been. Sometimes it was a bit easier, yes. Some you know, sometimes it was uh, it was fun and easy, but sometimes other times it was like my brain wanted to explode, <laughs> and like I made so many mistakes, and I'm like, and and I had to repeat like five times my sentence. There are ups and downs in any journey. And I think one really important lesson as well is like when you take time for things, um, don't like don't think about the result like right away. Just take all the time you need and enjoy the journey. Mm -hmm. And then however long it takes, just know that one day your goal will be reached and, and your dream will come true and will be achieved. Whatever it is, like language or... Uh, uh, whatever, like you want to become a doctor, or you want to become a singer, mm -hmm. really whatever, like your dream will be achieved if you believe in it. And if you, a little bit at a time, you work on this goal, a small step each day yeah. without worrying about like, you you want to have a, a really, really specific thing happen. Like, uh, I want to be like, I don't know, I want to be the best doctor or engineer in the world or 
podcaster in the world even <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i don't know like <laughs> you got me i don't know like that's just just focus on a little bit more than you are right now every day yeah and you can do it so that's that's another lesson basically languages have opened my mind and my heart and have um allowed me to believe that everything is possible like literally everything no matter how long it takes no matter how um because sometimes some people have less resources have less time yeah. or the conditions may not be ideal for them mm -hmm. uh some people that are really poor for example yeah so we have to take that into yeah. account it might be more difficult but it's still possible if you find you take with you all the resources that you have that are possible to you and it will become much more possible if you do the very best you can and that's it uh just uh it might take more time uh like for example i'm i would consider myself good at languages like because i i've always loved to do it because it's something that i feel like i learned a bit more quickly than other than other mm -hmm. things so i would say i'm good at it so maybe for me it was uh, a, a bit quicker but for other people who feel like they'll never do it uh if you um don't think about how long it'll take and if you just focus on what you already know and are able to do it will come each person has their own learning path it will come um eventually and also don't compare yourself to others i have you know several things that take take more time for me or like are really difficult for me that for some of my friends are so natural and i'm like oh my god how do you do this <laughs> yeah. like it's normal yeah. right oh yeah so yeah <laughs> i i kind of maybe i rambled a bit here i'm sorry but uh, i i had i had a lot of lessons because it was a really deep question yeah. so <laughs> no that's that's yeah. so great i think um yeah that's amazing and and thank you so much for sharing that that was very well said it's my pleasure yeah so um I think that's a great place to to wrap up here as well, yes. because uh, that's a that I think if the listeners are lis listen to just what you just said and they don't feel like they can learn a language after that or that they that that they don't they want to after that, um, I don't know what will encourage them to learn a language. So that was so so powerful and so moving. Thank I'm so you. happy. I, I'm so happy I was able to do that. Um, yeah, uh, wrapping up here. Are there any resources in particular that you recommend for listeners who want to go out and learn a language? Do you recommend they just um, do a Google search and use Google Translate? Or are there any specific websites, resources out there that you'd recommend? So don't make the same mistake I did when I first started, thinking that Google Translate is going to teach you everything. Yep. Because <laughs> I, 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 I tell I, my I students all the time. The first yeah. time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the, the first time when I first started, when I was really young, I used to think that, but that's not the case. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if if only, right? If yeah. only, but yeah, unfortunately, no. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. So um, well, I personally use a lot of apps on my phone. Yep. I think I think Duolingo is really good. Um, yep. uh, actually, it depends. I think. Um, each I've used a lot of different apps and I think each one is good for a different thing. Okay. Then memorize, which is one for like memorizing more vocabulary and specific sentences. Mm -hmm. I think this one is good for vocabulary. It's, it's really good for flashcards. Another one, which I really like is called the uh, you talk. 
you talk uh, it doesn't teach you the grammar at all it doesn't say any grammar rules but there's a huge selection of languages and uh there's a for each one they show you sentences that you're actually going to use in real life i think one of its strengths is its authenticity and okay. like how the sentences sound like something you will hear for sure so i think it really depends on like it depends on um what you want maybe you can do all of them but you can do them in a different order mm -hmm. maybe you want to start with grammar and then memorize words or the opposite it depends mm -hmm. on you other than that i think um it's going to vary a lot from person to person yeah. some people love to read yep. if they do they can buy buy like novels in their yep. language yep. learning mm -hmm. uh, maybe when they're a bit more advanced but still yep. it could happen or maybe a children's book start with for, children's like, books yeah that's uh, yeah, children's yeah, books, that's but then cool. novels maybe more advanced yeah. when they mm -hmm. get advanced yeah. some people love tv i personally love uh, i love reading but i also love to watch uh, uh disney movies um, e even now but like when i was a kid also like i loved cartoons and disney movies yeah. so much i watched cartoons in english i watched disney movies uh, in foreign dubs that i could find like some sometimes it was a friend who recommended it to me sometimes it was like i was able to find a version of it online or something so like i would i i would watch the dubbed version of a disney movie in another language and what's good about that is that since i had already seen the movie in my own language i already know what the story is yeah. so i don't have to understand the whole story i just have to focus on the words themselves yeah right yeah so that's a really good technique mm -hmm. i think or music, music. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, how how can I forget music? Yeah. Music is really good too. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I listen to a lot of music in my other languages, mm -hmm. and this has helped helped me uh, to just have words that pop up in my head, and I don't know where they came from. Yeah. Well, a lot of the time they came from listening to a song so often that it just comes naturally after that. So. Yeah. yeah. And singing along with the words too, if, if, if you like, if you want. Yeah, why not, um, right? Sing it loud, sing yeah, it proud. Sure. <laughs> yeah. um, music yeah, mu music it, gives you the, like a no bit one's... of the rhythm too of the language sometimes, which is uh, another yeah. element, yeah. For grammar, for, you know, common vocab, grammar, uh, especially some idiomatic grammar, because songs are written in a natural language. Yep. Like, like, I mean, in a natural way of speaking. So that's good. Uh, that It's good for that. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 that's great advice and uh we'll definitely yeah. um i'll post links to some of those uh apps that you recommended in the in the episode notes the show notes and yeah. uh also want to post um links to where people can follow work that you're doing george so uh where can listeners yes. find the work that you're doing well for example right now i'm uh i have a few different videos but right now i'm working on a series of videos to uh teach uh, a language called Coptic, yeah. which is uh, which is an indigenous language of Egypt that descends from the language spoken by the ancient Egyptians uh, like thousands of years ago. And, uh, you know, it's um, unfortunately, um, it declined a lot as a spoken language because of the Arab conquest of Egypt. Uh, and now the dominant language in Egypt is Arabic. But uh, there are people right now that are trying to uh, revitalize the language and uh, bring it back to being spoken in uh, everyday life uh, because it, it stopped being spoken at, at a certain point in history. Uh, but now it's it's starting to come back uh, thanks to the efforts of, of uh, some people. And uh, I am basically contributing to those efforts by teaching uh, this uh, really fascinating language on uh, my YouTube channel. 
and uh, so uh, if anyone wants to learn <laughs> wants to learn uh, Coptic or the descendants of ancient Egyptian with me and like have a an idea of uh, an idea of how like the pharaohs spoke at the time of the pyramids and the Nile and you know hieroglyphs yeah then I think you're gonna love it uh, because I'm also po gonna post some cultural notes about Egyptian culture and it, especially maybe even ancient Egyptian culture, uh, if some people are interested in that. And why that language? Well, that language, because uh, I'm learning it myself as a way to reconnect with my own heritage. I have Egyptian origins on my dad's side. Like, um, my dad's side is Egyptian. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, uh, it's like a way for me to like learn my own indigenous language and reconnect with my own roots. So I'm just sharing my, my learning experience and the knowledge I'm acquiring with the world. So, yeah, if you're interested, you can you can follow me there. You can subscribe to my channel, and it's called the uh, <laughs> it's called uh, the Pokeglot. But um, Pokeglot, I love it. The, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so the space uh, P O K E G L O T. Got it, and we'll put so, it, we'll put it <laughs> in the you, uh, episode notes as well for listeners to check it out. So, All right. Thanks so much, All George. Right. Thanks so much for uh, talking to me today. That was so fascinating and so helpful. And it's I, my pleasure. I, f I feel, you know, I, I've been needing to dive back into French. So I feel like speaking to you has encouraged me to, to get back on the French horse <laughs> and, final, oh, really and finally learn Canada's official language uh, p as well as English. So, uh, yes. George, thanks so much. That was, that was awesome. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. You don't have to learn 20 languages like George, but if you've been meaning to get back into French like me, or pick up a language your ancestors spoke, why not go for it? It can be a fun, enriching, and maybe even life-changing experience. Thanks for listening to the show. Check out our website at amateurpod.com. Please help us out by rating and reviewing this podcast wherever you're listening. I greatly appreciate your support. Until next time, there's a teacher in everyone you meet. Au revoir!